struggles, innovation, going all in, not holding back, mindset, being a leader, paving their own way, putting the real in real estate, listing legacies, selling luxury. You have the vault. Unlocking conversations in real estate today. We are live with the vault. I'm your host, Jessica Hastings Les Prance, and let me introduce my wonderful co-host, Alexa Miller. Do you notice I try and do a different word every time I introduce <laughs> you? <laughs> <laughs> so share with me, who do we have on the show today? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are very excited to welcome Kristen Schultz. Kristen is a real estate agent with Keller Williams with almost a decade of experience in property management, sales, and real estate. So welcome, Kristen. We will start uh, with you just telling us a bit about yourself and your background. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Um, So yeah, my name is Kristen Schultz. Uh, So I am a real estate agent um, and I have a team called Lux Realty Group and we are out of Cambridge, uh, Ontario. Um, Also, now I am the director of expansion for Powered by Icon, which is uh, the only Keller Williams Canadian founded expansion network. Um, Yeah. And that's a little bit about me. I have two kids. Uh, they're five and 10, um, investor, um, kind of Airbnb whiz and all the things. Oh my gosh. Wow. Like, keep keep going. Going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got, got lots going on, lots going on. So, um, that's yeah, that's me. Okay. Can we start with your team? So you create a team on your own from the Lux Realty Group. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. So started Lux Realty Group. We launched in June of 2020. Uh, before that, I was actually an individual agent on my own with a different brokerage, uh, then came to Keller Williams and learned uh, basically using MREA on, on how to build a team and follow the system. So yeah, we've been in business now for just over three years um, out of Cambridge. Yeah. And how many do you have on your team? We have five right now. And that's realtors. And do you have any back end? So we have, I have an assistant right now, and then we've got, we don't split up buyer and seller agents. We just have kind of everyone can do uh, what they want. Um, We don't split those up. And then we are um, powered by the expansion network. So I'm powered by um, a full operations and marketing network with Icon. So basically I plugged in and use their systems and um, their marketing support, their back end. So I didn't have to kind of skip a couple levels on the seven levels because that was already all done for me. So. Awesome. Can you dive a little bit deeper into that? So for people who don't know what those words mean, so expansion, network, icon, can you review just like what all that is? Yeah. So icon, it's very, very common in the States. If you hear about the big companies like uh, Livian or Place um, or the Kristen Cole Network. So basically what Powered by Icon does is provide the staples to scaling your real estate business. So we provide operation support, Uh, We provide marketing, we provide coaching, and we provide leads. Um, So, you know, someone that wants to grow a team or start a team, um, we kind of, it's kind of like the HelloFresh, you know, of a a real estate team or a real estate business. Uh, We kind of give you all the ingredients, we give you everything you need, and we coach you in order to scale and grow your team. Right. So is it a software program or is it people on the other end? It's people on the other end. Right. It's on the ground. Oh, pardon? Is it virtual? Yeah. Yeah. So we have teams right now, like Kingston. Um, that's our furthest one right now is Kingston. So yeah, everything is, um, we have a hub obviously in Kitchener or Waterloo, uh, but the people here, but yeah, we, we can connect with teams all over. 
Right. So when you say expansion, because I know at KW, you have to be certified for an expansion team. And it does cost a lot of money. So is that what you're referring to when you say expansion teams? You have little pocket teams outside of your main area? Yes. So we have teams um, that have their own branding that are powered by Icon. So my team, Lux Realty Group, is powered by Icon. Um, and then we've got about eight, seven other teams um, that are they're their own teams or their own entities, but they are powered by uh, our backend systems. Yeah. And that backend yeah. system being the main one, you. Yep. Yep. That's incredible. Thanks. Yeah. We've been exploring this for a long time. So I'm so excited we finally found someone who's actively doing it. So tell me everything. Except yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah. It's it's taken, um, we, we took a lot of time. So Andre Chen um, is the founder, CEO. Um, so we took a lot of time over the past, I'd say three, well, him longer than that. But since I've come here to really build out the foundation of it, we really wanted to make sure that when we did launch Icon, we had a really good foundation of what it was going to look like, what our values were. You know, we wanted all of our organizations like operations and marketing to be bulletproof. We really wanted to make sure that that we had a good solid ground. So we did that. Um, and then we finally launched. Um, yeah. And it, it's been a whirlwind since then. Yeah. We're, we're coming on to eight teams uh, that are connected to it. And then obviously growing the, the hub now that we're, <laughs> that we're growing so many teams. Um, yeah. So it, it's, it's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of big learning experience. We do take a lot from, um, we go down to the States a lot and we kind of pull everything we possibly can uh, from the States. So yeah, it's been, it, no one's done it really in Canada yet. So we're kind of on uh, new ground here. So for anyone listening, and Kristen, correct me if I'm wrong, what you're trying to explain is your expansion, your expansion team, you named Icon. And then that's where your eight sub teams are under correct. that name. Correct. So we're powered by Icon. And then we have uh, eight sub teams um, that are powered by Icon. So, and those are their own team owners. It's their own teams. They're just powered by us. Yeah. So you're yeah. giving them the bones to get their business started. And then correct. they can do their business in their location. So can you describe for anyone wanting to do this, because this is a really specific item that has to be executed so specifically, yeah. which is what Kristen's explaining for it to work. You know, how have you found taking that the bones and giving it to eight different teams in different locations? You know, are they executing well? Are you able to duplicate those systems? How are they going? Yeah, that's part of the really big process uh, of the three years of planning. I was making sure that our systems are du duplicatable um, and that we're really clear uh, with our standards and that all of our systems, yeah, are du duplicatable, um, that we can kind of put them in almost any location and they can work. Um, so I mean, we've run into some bumps along the way because obviously every team is a little bit different and runs mm -hmm. things a little bit differently. But when it comes to the basics of, our standards and what things look like. It's been, it's been pretty good. I mean, we're going to break things apart and uh, change them along the way, but um, yeah, it's been, it's, yeah, it's, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. It's just a lot of planning and making sure that our, you know, touch programs that our, you know, database standards, everything like that is just really, really clear from the get-go. Yeah. I love that. So are you able to speak a little bit about, you know, how does that work from, from a financial level if anyone's interested when you have your sub teams and your expansion teams, right? Like you're, For sure. 
a lot of locations, a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, financially, um, each team, I mean, the, the easiest way to do this, so we've done a bunch of research on what the best model is in terms of compensation um, between our sub teams um, and the hub. And what we've found is that the referral um, model is the easiest way. That's what brokerages know how to do. They know how to send referrals. So for us, uh, our teams pay a referral um, off of their transactions versus you know, we've seen like net profit models where the net profit at the end of the month is paid out to the team owner, um, things like that. But right now the easy, we like to keep things simple, right? Uh, not easy, but simple for sure. So the simple way is we do, uh, it's just a straight referral. And then we provide obviously all the back end systems marketing and then, but we do have a list of what exactly is covered and what's not um, and kind of a budget for each one. So we do like a percentage of um, marketing budget for uh, photos and things like that. Um, yeah. And then if it goes over, we just work it out at the end of the month in terms of uh, overages. So are you selling this program? Uh, selling it? No, <laughs> we're bringing on teams, but no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we're not yet. We're still, uh, I mean, the plan one day obviously is to make it like a play sink, um, you know, which is, is just an incredible now publicly traded company. So um, that's, that's the plan one day, but right now it's still kind of in its infancy for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, yeah, we'll get to the point where we start, you know, sharing and selling our systems. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I see that. So, you know, we're always taught don't go too big, too quick. So what have your successes and struggles been around? Like, how did you get to eight? Are you going higher? Did it go too quick? Kind of stuff like that. Yeah. So we actually, yeah, our goal by the end of the year was actually 10. Um, and we decided to take a break and really now we've brought on eight teams. We brought them, we brought them on rather quickly. So now we really want to dive deep into our systems and make sure that we're going deep and that everyone is on the same page. Our database is looking good. Our conversion rates are great. So for the rest of the year, we're definitely slowing down. Um, it's kind of a red light, green light really um, with the business and, just making sure and having checkpoints every two weeks, making sure that we're on track um, in all departments and that there's no bleeds. So it's, it's a lot of um, ripping things apart, asking the hard questions um, and then just making decisions from there uh, and being okay with, with pausing. Yeah. It's so important in business, you know, we go, go, go. And you're like, wait, I think I need to pause. Did I get that done? Am I talking that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, cause if we're, we're putting, you know, like you guys know, like you can't really multitask. It doesn't really exist. Right. And we want to put a hundred percent into everything that we do. And if we're going too fast, then balls are going to get dropped. So we're really, really particular about our focus and our, our goals. And we're just trying to um, bunker down and, and really focus. Hmm. So would you say the main goal of your business is expansion teams instead of selling, like teaching your models? Yeah. Like, I mean, for me personally, like I'm not super in production anymore. Um, the team has taken a lot of that for me. Uh, my biggest focus, one of my biggest focuses right now is definitely finding uh, what will be in the new year right now. It's kind of focusing on our systems and things like that. But in the new year, it will be finding talent and really um, just helping people grow their teams and grow wealth through real estate. That's, that's our motto. And um, yeah. that's definitely going to be the focus coming up. So I'm not necessarily, I, I do still sell houses. Like I do still have listings and some buyers and things like that. Um, but like I said, we want to try to not multitask on too many things at once and kids and life. So 
uh, yeah. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. when you get your expansion teams, are you prospecting them or, you know, do you have kind of your expectations? They need, you know, four people on a team and then I'm considering it or what are your expectations around that? For finding expansion teams, I, I go definitely go um, when I find talent. That's where I go. I don't necessarily say I need to be in X cities and then I go look for talent there. Um, so we find talent, I mean, all different ways. We often host um, panels and trainings and things like that. I mean, through Keller Williams as well, through our network, we meet so many people, you know, at our family reunion and mega camp and, and all of our events and things like that. So um, I'm just always out there. I'm, a, I'm If you guys know the disc, I'm a high eye. So I'm always out there talking to people and just getting to know people and, um, you know, asking questions and learning and who do I need to know? And then really the talent just kind of shows up and then um, we figure out if it's the right fit. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, that. We don't have like a, we have an ideal avatar in terms of talent. We don't necessarily, I'm not going to say, Hey, if you don't already have five people on your team, you're not coming. Um, so I'm really open. Uh, for me, it's definitely uh, someone that has proven potential and and talent. Yeah, I agree. Because sometimes you find that one anomaly of the realtor who you know, if they just had a little bit of financial help behind them or some coaching, they'd rock it. Mm-hmm. Right? 100%. Yeah, we really, I mean, that's one thing I can say is that we, the one lesson we've learned through the expansion network um, and even just through, you know, just our teams right now is really, really, really following the uh, KPA, the Keller Williams personality assessment and the career visioning process from start to finish. Uh, so those of you who don't know who that is, what that is, it's just a full system basically of hiring anyone, um, anyone, anyone. We, I, we have people in our organization that do it when they go on dates. We keep you, we, we, we do their <laughs> Keller Williams personality assessment. So, um, we follow. <laughs> Pardon? I just did two yesterday. Like there's important. <laughs> they're so important. So we really make sure we follow that process like start to finish. We do the defense, you know, we, we call references. We really want to make sure that we're seeing how somebody shows up, uh, what their patterns are uh, in their life. Cause I mean, people can BS you, right. A lot of it. So we, we really want to make sure that we follow that process and, you know, someone, like you said, could have amazing potential. We want to make sure that it's proven talent and proven potential than, you know, just what they're saying. So we really follow that that KPA process and we really look into their life story and see how they've shown up in the past. So that's super important. It is because their patterns are really hard to change unless they're trying to change them. So it probably be the same. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Can we get into the other side of real estate? Can you talk to us and our listeners about your invest, your investing and your Airbnbs? Yeah, so I'm fairly new to the Airbnb game. I've had one now for a year. Uh, so what we did, we did a burr. Um, so we bought a property. We it was it needed a, a ton of work. Um, we flipped it, turned it into a duplex. So the basement we turned into a full time rental, and the upstairs is um, a fully operational Airbnb. Um, it's been, it's a learning experience having an Airbnb for sure, but it's so much fun. Um, it's kind of nice that the tenants leave <laughs> when you want them yeah. to, and when they're told <laughs> to, it's, uh, it's been, it's been pretty great. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice also, I mean, with clients to be able to say, Hey, if there's two weeks in between your closings, you know, we have an option for you. That's been a huge feature for the business. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's been, honestly, it's, 
it's, it can be really good money if you have a really good Airbnb and you really push the reviews, making sure that it's a really great place and, um, you know, doing your homework, making sure that you're providing just like a hotel, like you're really going above and beyond. Uh, it really does pay off the, you know, nightly, um, the nightly, you know, um, uh, income from it is definitely more than you would get on a typical rental. But yeah, I mean, there is that risk there where you're not getting every single night rented. So you have to do your homework as well and find out if that location is the best place for an Airbnb. If you're, what's your occupancy, you know, what do you need for occupancy in order to at least break even? So you definitely got to do your homework. Yeah. And so, sorry, did you say the basement is rented out to a, um, a long-term tenant and then the upstairs right. is Airbnb? Yeah. So how, how is that? Do you find with having a downstairs tenant, long-term tenant? Mm -hmm. She's fine. Uh, I mean, we were very clear about what the intention was for the upstairs. Um, you know, there's been times where the Airbnb hasn't been booked for a couple of weeks. So it's kind of her, you know, it's nice and quiet. Yeah. Um, but no, we're, we, we, we vet our people pretty good that are going into the Airbnb. Like we don't allow anyone that doesn't have previous reviews. Um, so we haven't knock on wood had any, any issues yet. Um, with her being in the basement, it's also kind of nice to have someone on the property that if there was something to go wrong, um, you know, it's not just a vacant standalone home that is only, you know, has Airbnb guests in it. So, so far it's worked out really good. It's just making sure that you're really clear with what the intention is and to make sure that the tenant, you know, in the building knows that you are vetting the people that are coming in. Um, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty serious about that. Mm -hmm. And is this Airbnb in, KW, Kitchen Waterloo? It is. It's in, actually, it's in Elmira. It's just outside mm -hmm. of St. Jacob's. So it's about five minutes to the St. Jacob's market, which is most of our, um, most of our guests are going to the market or weddings or right. things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that market. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the Airbnb has been very busy this past year. Uh, mm -hmm. We slow down in the winter, but what we've done and we've never had an issue with it is we find a short-term tenant from uh, November 1st to May 30th um, and that hasn't been difficult yet whether it's someone building a home and they need a place to stay or you know divorce or anything like that we we have no problem finding short-term tenants for the winter months right now for sure awesome. and so after owning this for a year and doing the Airbnb thing do you think you'll keep adding to your portfolio 100%. 100%. It's, uh, I mean, duplex and, you know, multifamily conversions is, I think, the way to go right now. Um, mm -hmm. So and then just having at least one unit in your investment that is an Airbnb that you can um, kind of, like I said, the tenants leave, <laughs> you can, you can really utilize that the kind of hotel experience for someone, I think, it's definitely the way to go. I don't think there's a lot, especially with the interest rates, a lot of um, positive cash flow and investments right now. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're investing in something, especially as a new investor, unless you have a ton down. So I would say the Airbnb in terms of cash flow is definitely the way to go as long as you're, you're putting the Airbnb in the right location. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you manage this yourself? Or do you hire a company? So we have someone that manages like, oh, stocking it and cleaning it. Uh, mm -hmm. And we have someone that does all the lawn work, like the exterior work. I myself right now still do the, you know, bookings and I'll answer inquiries and things like that. Uh, I think once we get a few more, I'll definitely leverage that out. But right now it's, it's not too bad. Awesome. So how, tell us, how do you be a property manager? I have an expansion team of eight teams, have two kids, two <laughs> Airbnbs and have, you just 
tell me. I know that you... there's a <laughs> work-life balance, but tell me that one tip. What mm. do you it's funny. People say, like, I've been asked this before, like, how do you do it all? And honestly, I don't. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm the queen of leverage. Um, I, I just, I time block like a beast and I'm okay with asking for help and understanding that me doing laundry for two hours, you know, on a Friday night probably isn't the best use of my time. So I'm, I'm big on leverage. I have someone that does my laundry, you know, we'll pick up my groceries and things like that. Cause I just, I know where my time is better spent, whether it's on the businesses or, or with my kids. So yeah. I'm really clear about yeah, where my time is spent. Yeah. And it, the time blocking is extremely important. Um, something I definitely do. Um, my coach taught me this is on Sundays every night when I'm looking at my calendar, you know, I look at the, you know, seven pieces of my life, you know, spiritual, physical, financial key relationships. And I kind of, find two that I know are the most deflated that week. And I make sure that those go in the calendar first. I love so, that. Number one. Yeah. It's yeah. Like sticking to it. I find like we're coaching, coaching, coached on it through KW, but sometimes it's hard to keep with it. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. Like, and you got to give yourself grace, right? Like we're all doing our best. Um, you know, not every day and every week is going to be sunshine and rainbows and you've got it all together. So I think a big piece for me too, is uh, giving myself, grace during all this and um, asking others to give me grace if I screw up but definitely sitting down and looking at that calendar and making sure that those pieces of my life that are potentially deflating or sinking are priority and I, it really helps your personal life and your business life complement each other um, and I think that another thing is being okay to say no I don't say yes to everything um, that was a hard thing I'm a people pleaser uh, and now I just you just got to say no because when you you know you we hear it with Keller Williams. If you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. And if I'm saying yes to this, I could be saying no to my son's hockey game or, you know, something that, that really needs my attention. So. It is true. And I find that I know sometimes people, when we, when they hear us say, Oh, we have a nanny or we have someone who helps with the kids or someone to buy my groceries, they kind of look at you and they think, how can I do that? And my answer always is you can get to that level and that it's not even a level, it's just a mindset sometimes, I feel. It should 100%. to see, like, I can go do X, Y, and Z if I just let my guard down, let someone do my dishes and be okay with that so I can go hang out with my kids. Yeah. Right. 100%. Yeah. And I think we, we I, especially me as a mom, like, I get a lot of guilt. Uh, you know, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And I think taking the expectations away and filling your own cup and doing what you feel is right for you and your family is, is so important and not just, yeah. Like giving yourself grace about it. Like, yeah, I have someone that, that does my laundry because it's more important to me to be doing X, Y, Z and that's okay. It is so okay. definitely. And taking that leap, like I say now, it, my cleaner then the lady that does my laundry could triple what I pay her. And I would just eat ramen noodles in order to afford her like forever. Like, <laughs> I know, it's, like yeah. it's just, <laughs> it's just, you got to do what you got to do and you've got to make sacrifices. Um, You know, I always said like, Oh, like people say, I can't afford a cleaner. Like how, how can't you, you know, there's gotta be things that you can cut in your life in order to, you know, and things you can sacrifice in order to get that leverage. I agree. You just got to figure it out and honestly make the jump. Sometimes people complain about it all the time and I just think, well, try it. Yeah. Yeah. Try yeah. You, you got to try it a hundred percent. Like some things aren't going to work. You got to, you just got to break things down to have a breakthrough. So for sure. Love it. 
I love all these KW quotes. <laughs> I know it's so funny. Like I've been with KW for for what three years now, and when I first came on to KW, I was like, "What is this place? Like, what are all of these acronyms? Like, this is crazy." And now I'm like totally, I'm totally drinking the Kool Aid, <laughs> and I don't care. Right? I mean, if the Kool Aid and and everything makes you suit like successful, and you know allows you to create wealth and change people's lives and yeah, I'll drink it. I'll be, I'll be that person. (laughs) Before we wrap it up, can you actually talk a bit about that? How was your experience shifting from um, where you were before to KW? Oh, it was, it's funny. I was an individual individual agent um, with a company. Let's just say like it's a company with a balloon and um, I felt really lonely. I, I wanted bigger things. I wanted to do more and I wanted a team. I wanted leverage. And I just, I didn't, I didn't know how, and they didn't really know how. Um, so coming to Keller Williams was amazing. It was also like drinking through a fire hose uh, with a lot of information. Um, so I think if you just embrace it and take piece by piece um, and just really dive into it and meet people and ask questions, it, it'll change your life. But it, it definitely is a little overwhelming at the beginning. It's a totally different culture than I think what, a lot of us are used to when we come from being an individual agent, another, another brokerage. Um, but I mean, the one thing about Keller Williams is they're willing, everyone's willing to share everything. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to make a new script for this or a new playbook for that. It, it's just, everyone's just willing to hand you what they've done. And I think that's super cool. So yeah, it's a lot, but just take it piece by piece, figure out what the best thing is for you. The best training is for you and just try and just focus. Yeah. I think the key takeaway is, is, you know, when you're not happy, um, you need to move on to somewhere else that's going to make you happy. And a lot of people, it's overwhelming picking a brokerage when you just get licensed and sometimes it's not the right fit and you have to figure that out and you eventually you will. And then you'll find the company that helps you grow and it'll, you'll just take off. Yeah, I definitely, it's, it's definitely, um, an uncomfortable thing to change brokerages. It can be really scary and difficult. I definitely say for anyone looking, a new agent looking at brokerages, do your homework. I picked my brokerage because it was close to my house, <laughs> which now I look back, I'm like, ooh. Uh, so I definitely do your homework, ask questions, figure out what, how they're going to invest in your growth and not just say, here's desk fee, here's desk, let us know. Yeah, you know, when you when you do a deal. So uh, I would definitely say that's a that's a big piece of it is figure out what their what their plan is to help you grow. Yep. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all amazing. Thank you for all your tips and yeah. yeah, your advice and sharing your story. Um, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you okay. for having me. Where can our listeners find you? So you can find me on Instagram. Uh, Kristen Schultz Realtor. Schultz is has no T. Uh, so S-C-H-U-L-Z, Kristen Schultz Realtor. You can also find us at Lux.Realty Group on Instagram as well. Uh, or you can always email me at info at luxrealtygroup.ca. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to The Vault. You can find us on Instagram at The Vault Podcast and on all podcast platforms. See you next episode.